0: Welcome to the Panine Halacha Podcast. Smanim, Chapter 4, Yom Atzma'ut, as well as Yom Yerushalayim and Yoma Zikaron. Section 2, The Beginning of Redemption and Sanctifying God's Name. The establishment of the state removed the disgrace of exile from the Jewish people. Generation after generation, we wandered in exile, suffering dreadful humiliation, pillage, and bloodshed. We were an object of scorn and derision among the nations. We were regarded as sheep led to the slaughter, to be killed, destroyed, beaten, and humiliated. Humiliated. Strangers said to us, there is no more hope or expectation for you. That situation was a terrible chilel Hashem, a terrible desecration of God's name, because God's name is associated with us, and when we are degraded, his name is desecrated among the nations. See the book of Yehezkel, chapter 36. The prophets of Israel prophesied in God's name that the exile will eventually end. From the book of Yehezkel, chapter 36, I will take you from among the nations and gather you from all the lands, and I will bring you to your own soil. From Yishe'ahu, chapter 65, They will build houses and inhabit them. They will plant vineyards and eat the fruit thereof. From Yemri'ahu, chapter 31, You will yet plant vineyards upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters will plant and eat of the fruit. Again from Yehezgal, chapter 36. The desolate land will be tilled instead of having been desolate in the eyes of all passerbyes they will say this land which was desolate has become like the garden of eden and the cities which were ruined desolate and destroyed have been fortified and inhabited from amos chapter 9 I will return the captivity of my people Israel, and they will rebuild the destroyed cities and inhabit them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruits. I will plant them upon their land, and they will never again be uprooted from their land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. However, when so many years passed without God's word coming to fruition, Hashem's name became increasingly desecrated in the world, and the enemies of Israel proclaimed that there was no chance that the Jews would ever return to their land. Even Chazal spoke exaggeratingly about the miracle of the ingathering of the exiles, to the point that they said, quote, and this is from Psachim in the Talmud, The ingathering of the exiles is as great as the day upon which the heaven and earth were created, and behold, the miracle occurred. Hashem fulfilled his promise, causing an enormous and awesome Kiddish Hashem, an enormous and awesome sanctification of God's name, which gained even more strength during the Six-Day War, when we liberated Jerusalem and the holy cities of Judea and Samaria. This process, the ingathering of the exiles and the blooming of the wasteland, which gained tremendous momentum when the state was established, is the beginning of the redemption. As Rabbi Abba says in the Talmud in Sanhedrin, quote, There is no clearer sign of the end of the exile than this verse. But you, O mountains of Israel, will give forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people Israel, for they are soon to come. Rashi comments on this passage. When Eretz Yisrael gives forth its fruit in abundance, the end will be near, and there is no clearer sign of the end of the exile than this. True, many things still need fixing. Unfortunately, we have not yet repented fully from our sins, and many Jews have not yet immigrated to Eretz Yisrael. But our sages have taught that redemption can come in one of two ways. If we achieve complete repentance— God will hasten the redemption, but if not, it will come, quote, in its time through natural processes. This idea comes from the Talmud in Sanhedrin. This means that if the predetermined time for redemption arrives, but Israel fails to repent, then natural historical processes loaded with complications and severe hardships, such as wars, persecutions, political movements, and international treaties will all come to pass, slowly causing the Jewish people to return to their land and rebuild it. We will proceed from stage to stage in this manner until the ultimate redemption materializes. These hardships, which stimulate the redemptive process, are called the birth pangs of Mashiach. The more we strengthen ourselves in the areas of the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, settling the land of Israel, and in the areas of penitence, the more pleasant and the less bitter these birth pangs will become. Concerning this type of redemption, Chazal say, Such is the redemption of Israel, at first little by little, but as it progresses, it grows greater and greater. Explicit verses in the Torah and the Prophets indicate that the order of redemption is as follows. First, there will be a small degree of repentance and the Jewish people will gather in their land, which will begin to yield its fruit. Afterwards, Hashem will bestow upon us a spirit from on high until we return to him completely. To summarize, the redemption has begun. The return of Jews to the land of Israel and the reblossoming and development of the land of Israel are clear indications that the redemption for which Jews have prayed for thousands of years has finally begun. The establishment of the state was a major step in the beginning of this redemption, as was the victory in the Six-Day War. After millennia of exile for ourselves and desecration of God's name, we are now in an age of return and respect for ourselves and sanctification of God's name. The redemption is not yet complete. There are still many problems in the world and many ways that the Jewish people still need to perfect themselves. This path of redemption that has begun is not the quick and easy redemption that we could have merited if the Jewish people fully repented. It is instead the redemption of a partial repentance that leads to political developments, some painful and some even horrific, that bring the Jewish people back to their land and lead to a reblossoming of the soil. This complicated redemption through human politics will continue to slowly develop. But the time shall come when the Jewish people fully repent, and in the merit of our deeds, a complete redemption shall finally come to the world. Two ideas from me, one highlighting a footnote to this section, and one stepping back to reflect on the structure of this chapter. First, there's a really fascinating and biting footnote to this section that elaborates on the process of redemption, and I want to share it with you. Rav Eliezer Melamed, the author of the Penine Halacha, cites from Moriv Rabi, my teacher and my rabbi, Rav Svi Yehuda Cook, the Rosh Yeshiva of Merkaz Harav Yeshiva, and the son of its founder Rav Avram Yitzchak Cook. I highlight this fact because it's moving to see the author's personal connection here. The Penine Halacha is citing the work of one of his primary teachers and personal influences. The Penine Halacha refers to an essay titled. The State of Israel as the Instantiation of the Vision of Redemption. Wow, that's a title. In that essay, Rav Yehuda Cook goes through sources about the redemption, about the Mashiach, about the end of days, to show how the state of Israel fits in. The P'nini Yalacha cites this essay and many other sources, from the Torah to the Talmud to Rishonim to Achronim, to back up three points. First, that the redemption can occur slowly, over multiple stages. Second, that although the Jewish people aren't exceptionally pious or observant these days, the redemption can still begin. That is, that the redemption is not completely dependent on full Jewish repentance. Third, that the ingathering of the exiles is itself a sign that the redemption has begun. These three points are critical to pushing away the objections of non-Zionist religious figures who deny the spiritual significance of Yom Atzimut and of the state. They insist that we'll know redemption when it arrives, because it will be sudden and complete, and that redemption goes hand in hand with a total religious transformation of the Jewish people. And while it's hard to dispute that, that an ingathering of exiles has happened over the last 100 years, they would say that on its own, it's no sign of redemption. On all three points, the Pnine Halacha offers heavy evidence for his side. After a point, he seems to suggest the spiritual significance of the Zionist movement should just be obvious to any religious person. He concludes by echoing his teacher Rosh Yehuda in sharply criticizing religious figures who don't see it. Quote. One who fails to recognize these acts of kindness on Hashem's part lacks faith. This lack of faith sometimes wraps itself in a garb of ultra orthodoxy and righteousness, but it is actually a denial of the written law, a denial of the words of our prophets, and a denial of the oral law. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha. An Exceptional Work of halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Koren Publishers. These texts are available for free online and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shoal in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.